You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and this episode of the show features a conversation with young JC. Now this is the second time that I've had a conversation with young JC and I'd say that he is my favourite new artist of 2018, certainly in terms of artists that I've been introduced to this year. He's got some wonderful music to share with you. He has a new single, it's called Feeling Good, and it turns out he also has a mixtape in the works. So why don't we get to it? Here he is, Young JC. Sandy McKay-Smith calling, how are you going? Good, good man, how are you? Mate, I'm pretty good, I've been looking forward to our chat actually, ever since Nick reached out on Friday with your outstanding new cut here. I know it's, I had a demo version of it before, but you've really finished it off and wrapped it up in some beautiful production here, mate. So congratulations oh, on you. that. You know, yeah, thank you. You know, so, mate, apart from uh, putting the finishing touches on Feeling Good, what else have you been up to since we last had a combo? Ah, uh, a whole lot, man. Um, in terms of, like, externally for other people, I've... Um, last time I had a talk, uh, I put out another single, I think, Don't Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a whole heap of shows in the, my city. Nice. Also... Uh, I've been planning, I've got a new mix, I just actually made the announcement about two hours ago, I have a new mixtape, self-produced mixtape coming out I saw that. 5th this year. <laughs> yeah. I, saw, I saw your Facebook post on that in your Merc, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was just giving it the cup test. <laughs> no, good on you, mate. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, there's some big things coming up, and uh, yeah, I've just been busy, really busy with this music. Tell us about the shows then, because when we last had a chat, you did some East Coast shows. So you did a, uh, I think you did a private show in Sydney, and then you might have done a club gig in Melbourne, or it might have been the other way around. But sounds like you've been ramping things up since we last spoke on the live front. Yeah, so um, I've done, I've, been, I've just been doing loads of shows in Perth. Uh, you know, like I did one for one of my mates' fashion labels. I did one for a, a gym convention. I've just been performing at a whole bunch of different, like to a whole bunch of different audiences. I did like a under a old ages show at a skate park. Um, you know, I've got uh, my mixtape launch that is coming up. So there's a whole lot of different demographics I've been performing in front of. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Like just, just, just whatever really. Yeah, no, that's great. And you know, the wonderful thing about that is, and, I might have mentioned it when we last spoke, but I've been telling people about you, actually. And to me, there are so many applications for your music. It's really hard to pigeonhole or just to say, young JC, is this is his scene here, because you don't have one scene. And I was telling people also about how good a guitarist you were. And I, oh, I, I missed, I, mi- I must have, I only just saw it tonight, but on the 31st of October, you put up a uh, really cool video of you playing along, singing with your acoustic guitar. So have you been doing many more like acoustic gigs or gigs with your guitar again? Yeah. So pretty much, um, most of my shows, I'll bring the guitar out, Mm. add that element to it. Um, not purely just me and my guitar. I I haven't really done that. Like since the days of just busking on the streets, that's what I used to do. Just me and my guitar. Yeah. But yeah, like now when I perform, I'll usually bring the guitar out and I do, I have a few tracks that just go really well with the guitar. Yeah, I'll say you got a, you got an excellent rhythmic cadence. You know, few people are born with the sort of rhythmic cadence that you've got. And I know I think you're talking about Hendrix and a few of the other guitar greats and the like. But uh, still, mate, you've got an extraordinary inner rhythm that just comes out so well on the guitar. So please keep on doing that. 
Thank you. Yeah, I I have to now. Like that's my that's my instrument. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and look, the other thing I noticed that I didn't pick up on the demo version, and I'm sure it's not too far away in terms of um, quality from the end result here, I'm feeling good, but the thing I really like about this cut here, Feeling Good, is the percussive nuances. So that drills back to the the cadence that you bring on the guitar as well, you know, that rhythmic strumming cadence that you've got there. Can you tell me a little bit about how you approach the percussive cadence on this cut here, Feeling Good? In terms of um, like the, the drum pattern and all that? Yeah, yeah, the drum pattern, because it's just, it's very smooth, man. And, and I, I actually listened to it today about five or six times in a row. And oh, you know it cuts really good when every time you listen to it, when you're listening to it intently, by the way, with decent headphones on. I've got both headphones on, yeah. so I was listening to it that way. But I kept on hearing new things or new percussive things I'm talking about. Sweet. That's so cool. Um, yeah, like... For me, everything is really organic when I'm when I when I'm making music. So I usually start off with like a melody idea, yeah. And then I just I don't know I just kind of feel the drums and I just put the drums to the melody. And um, you know I get like a sixteen a sixteen bar loop and I just kind of roll with that. And sixteen uh, bars, gotcha. Okay, that's it there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I just kind of. I kind of just, it's all organic. It's, there's no method to my creating, except if I feel it, I'll, I'll roll with it. Mm. Um, and then I just kind of lay down the drums, and the drums kind of dictates how I'll approach it vocally, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's one of those things that, look, like, it all drills back to the fact that you've got this wonderful inner rhythm that you bring out through music, and very few people have got it. And it's, yeah, I understand it's... You, you are being articulate, but it's also one of those things where you can't really articulate it too much because it's it's like trying to describe something that's very innate to who you are. Yeah. So yeah. a part of your personality, if you like. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Mm. So what about your lyrical themes, mate? Tell us about the topics that you're addressing within the music, particularly this cut here, Feeling Good. So Feeling Good, I, my, the idea behind that was I wanted to take the listener on a journey, right? Like... You notice how I switch switch it up three times within the song? Yeah, yep. So um, you could say this. Uh, all right, so it, it starts off, and I'm kind of I'm I'm singing. I'm I'm hitting just uh, melodies. I'm singing uh, like I'm ex- essentially expressing my love for you know. Some people might look at it as like a partner or this or that. It's just kind mm. of saying like. You left me, I'm broken, blah, 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 blah. You're kind of um, dramatic, sort of dramatic. It's dramatic. Mm. And then when I say, why do you have to make me write another song, that echoes out. Yeah. And then within that echo, it's kind of like, my the idea behind that was I wanted to make people really think on that, like think about that last line. And it just kind of echoes out and then... You hear me go, come and going. I was feeling good. I was feeling just fine, and that's kind of me saying, you know what? Screw that. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fine. I don't need, you know, I don't need that drama in my life. And then I go yeah. on about um, how the industry is at this point in time. As I start getting further and further into the industry, I start talking about how, you know, I've been declining record deals. Um, people are mumbling. The mumble rap scene, I can't understand them. Can you define your lyrics? You know, I go on about how I see girls on Instagram and they, 
their, their self-esteem so low and their photoshopping their thighs like i go into like i go into the fact that i, I i'm going to sell a show out in sydney at one point and you know um like there's so much to it but it's just it's just how i'm seeing this the world at this point at, at this far into the music industry and um i just express it in that whole middle part and then the end part of the song is kind of me going like yeah that's right you you heard you heard you heard all that and now you're scared you you know you, you heard that and if you if you were really listening you know this kid has big potential and now mm. you like you know like now now you know if you don't know now you do and that that laughs you know i think it's only like 16 bars at the end or maybe 32 i, I don't know off the top of my head but it's only a verse it's a short verse sure. pretty much going you know what i've got a date with the best and i'm running late i'm feeling fine i'm feeling great and it just ends. Nice. Yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And the um, I had a chat to DJ Jazzy Jeff about a fortnight ago. He's just been in Australia. Uh, really cool guy. Man, really cool guy to get to talk that's to. Cool. I mean, he's one of the originators, as you know. Been around for a yeah. very, very long time. And he said something which really resonated to me, which he said, it's at, at times like this when we're aware of so many of the ills of the world and a lot of what's wrong, that musicians and entertainers need to step up and give people a release. And I'm actually feeling that with your music as well. So would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. That's something I, that's what I want to do. You know, like I, I want to spread awareness of my music in a way that is like organic. Like you, you want to move still, you want to still cruise around listening to it. But when you actually dig, pick up my lyrics, there is a deeper message. And I've done that from like, I like to think I've done that from day dot with my music. Mm-hmm. Is that on, on the, on a shallow aspect, you might just think it's like another rap song or you might think it's another pop song and, you know, it can kind of just be put on and you can just kind of have like a dance to it and enjoy it. But when you actually listen to it and you pick at the lyrics, you go, wait a minute, he's actually saying some real stuff. Hmm. That's what I kind of what pride myself on, I guess. Yeah, and it's relatable stuff too. You, you know what I'm saying? You're not talking about stuff that I think someone who hasn't had aspirations or isn't trying to put themselves out there hasn't experienced themselves before. Exactly. Yeah. You know, everything is kind of how I, I like. It's just my life. I like to think like I can't write anything that I haven't experienced myself. And and you know what? Stick to that. Stick to that too, mate. Because there are so many people out there that and, and artists that write lyrics that you know you know that they're not being authentic about their own experience. They're like projecting yeah. or they're trying to adopt another persona. But stick stick to that, please, because it really comes across as authentic. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. That's awesome to hear. So you've been you've been doing all of these shows. You've got this outstanding single here. You've got this mixtape coming up. How do yourself and Nick plan on building your audience? Is it is it just through releasing this this high quality music that you've got, or or have you got some other ideas? Uh, like that's not that we like we've come to the conclusion. Like I came to this conclusion that from day dot. Like releasing high quality music isn't going to do it. Like, it just isn't going to do it. Because no one's ever looking for new music. People don't know. Like, I like I know that Feeling Good is, a like, an absolute banger of a track. But there's only been a thousand plays on it. Okay. And that's not going to happen. That's not going to change until, like, something, something needs. Yeah, so we just reach out, man. Honestly, we reach out. Um, you know, we're, we're all about humility and being vulnerable. Like, you saw my, like... If you check, all you have to do is check my Instagram. You know, I reply to every single comment. Um, sure. You know, I send 
I send hundreds of DMs a day saying, hey, if you like this, check this out. Um, you know, we send emails, we push out, like, you know, we we comment on other people's stuff. We, we're just constantly trying to reach out. And, like, when I do a show, check me out, check me out, constantly promoting ourselves. Um, so, yeah, like, we understand that just releasing music isn't going to do it. Because, yeah. Yeah, I guess we're patient. Yeah, and do do be patient because I think things are going to happen. And the interesting thing about my podcast series, mate, is that the majority of the listenership is in the United States. And you're an artist that I think would go go down very well over there. So have you got plans to go over there sometime in the, maybe not in the near future, but sometime in the future? Yeah, definitely. Um, not particularly um, the States, but definitely out of Australia. Uh, maybe, yeah, we like I I for I foresee it like next year and the next year beginning of the 2020 you know but right now I guess my main focus is securing yeah my my country in terms of like you know getting a fan base here yeah but that will happen I have a feeling that will just happen organically as Australia starts backing me a bit more you know these countries will follow. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're spot on on that. And the fact that you're covering so much ground and you mentioned that you were playing at an under-18s or an underage gig at a, uh, yeah. a skate park and then you're doing some... Uh, did you, Was it a gym opening that you did as well? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I did a, a yeah, gym I'm, convention. Yeah, that's great. How did that go? How was the, the feedback and the response from people at that for you? That was awesome. It was like... Um, it's like a zoom. It's called the Jungle Body. It's essentially like a Zumba. Okay. And uh, they had their, they do like a conference sort of thing. I don't know what you would call it. Every year, like all the girls do a huge routine together. And they wanted live entertainment. And well, uh, the person who runs the events really was a, like a fan of mine. And she got me up. Hmm. And they're all playing like Zumba music, which is essentially like, you know, like Samba. Yeah. And and all that type of thing. And, you know... I went up there and I did my songs and they loved it. Like they, <laughs> like they were doing their dance routine to my songs as I was playing it. I played Fire, Jeez. I played Time to Go, I played Ain't No One Killing My Vibe, and like that's that's the thing with the with the message in some of my songs. Well, all of my songs they can I can relate them to any um, audience. So I was doing Ain't No One Killing My Vibe and they loved that because obviously they're all about being empowered. And then Fire is a, like a dance track and yeah it went really well it was an awesome show um that's a good angle isn't it yeah it's a damn good angle that one near the corporate angle and i don't think i've ever had a conversation with god i've done well over 300 interviews at this point there's the first time i'm talking about talking to an artist about pursuing the corporate gigs as a way to build a bit more of a following mate but if you've you know the chances are mate if you're going to do well in front of an audience that that particularly uh participates in fitness and Zumba. Have you thought about going into some of the, uh, you know, the truly corporate spheres like the banking, the banks and that sort of stuff? Because I think I mentioned last time I had a chat to you that I'm a musician and I've played at a lot of corporate gigs. Yeah. And okay. I've, I've played uh, like a lot of, oh, I can't remember the name of the banks now. Um, over here, geez, sorry, I can't remember it. But I've done a few of them, just like Christmas parties and stuff where there's like 150 people in the audience. Wait. And, mate, they're great gigs. No, nah, it's covers. It's covers, actually. Yeah. But um, you, you find that what 
what would happen was we'd be the covers band, so we'd be the stuff that was playing all the time because people like to drink and get drunk and have fun, and nobody's being yeah. silly. They're just having fun, having their end-of-year get-together or their corporate function like what the, the, um, the Zumba thing you're doing. But you just find – what sorry, my point would be that they bring in – the one, the few that I've done, they brought in like an opera singer, and then they brought in like a fire twirler as well. So oh, sweet. they tend to get all of these different people together to put on a bit of a show. And yeah, I mean, I don't. To, to, truth be told, I have no idea how you'd hook into that that truly corporate sphere, mate. But there's a there's definitely a corporate scene, if you like, that you could you could. And I'd, yeah, I'd definitely rock out at some corporate events. I reckon um, you go great with, it, especially with your guitar stuff. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. Yeah. It's not something I've really thought about, but it's if it's there, I'll do it, you know. Like I'd learn the position to really be turning down opportunities like that. Look, I've the thing when I talk to Australian artists, um you you wanna make this you wanna make a living out of it and you you've just gotta basically take every gig that's available to make a living out of it. There's no two ways yeah. about it. And you mentioned earlier, you know, you're very humble about the way you approach things and you're responding to people on social media and the like. So I think that authenticity that I mentioned as well would really come across there and you get all these really good references from doing it. All you really need is a couple to start with and then you never know what could happen after that. Yeah, all right. Got the team to look into it. (laughs) Cool. Mate, I'll change track and I'm going to ask for your opinion. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. But what's the what's the top five cuts or albums that you've listened to this year? So focusing on two thousand and eighteen. Oh, this year. Okay. Um, sheesh. All right. So I definitely got to put um, Drake's newest album in there, Scorpion, simply because mm-hmm. I know it's a pop album, but I really look up to Drake in the way he is. He executes it, executes his vocals. The way he delivers his vocals yeah. is a big thing I love about Drake. He's not necessarily saying a whole lot, but the way he executes them is powerful. I definitely have to put Russ's new album in there. Cool. Yeah. Um, simply because, like, Russ is just a huge inspiration of mine. He is like the DIY expert, and I have to put. Uh, what's it called? J. Cole had a sick album that came out this year. I'm a big J. Cole fan. Cool. Um, you know, oh, Eminem had a dope album as well. Is that right? That's right. Kamikaze, he had a good comeback after that other album. That other album didn't do much for me. Rightio. Yeah, how many? That's four, right? That's four. You got one more. One more album. And I'll have to say, I know these are all hip-hop albums, but Logic had a really good album as well. Okay, Logic. All right. And now, I'll put you on the spot again. You reckon Kanye can capture his mojo again? Definitely. I reckon he's still got it, to be honest. Good, good call. I do too. I do too. But uh, there's a lot of hate directed in his direction these days, and uh, I think a lot of it's very unfair. I mean, he's allowed to have an opinion, and he's he's a man who likes to express himself in okay. various that's ways. What it, that's what it's about being an artist, I guess. Is like, you know, he he is just doing him, and he's making music the way he wants to. And it's like, it's still it's still I reckon it's still dope. 
whether or not the message is the same as it used to be, it's still dope. And it's just, it's Kanye. Like, that's what you sign up for when you're listening to Kanye. Well, I, my dark, beautiful, sorry, yeah, my beautiful, dark, twisted family, f- fantasy. I don't, that's one of the best albums ever released, that one there. It's yeah. one of those albums that I, I put it on even now. And a bit like what I was saying about your wonderful cut you've just released, I'm finding new things about that album all the time. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I even I even really loved um, 808s and Heartbreak. Yeah. That I reckon was... all these albums bring something new to the table. And that's that's what I really love about Kanye. Like even Yeezus was like completely mm-hmm. new sound. Um, 808s and Heartbreak had more of that, like that really... Um, high-end vocal sort of sound to it, like almost telephone, te- telephone voice, like the yep. majority of the songs had. And then, what was it, Ado, um, Dark Twisted Fantasy, was that, that was like, um, had a lot of that auto-tune sound to it, right? Yeah, very soundtrack. Yeah, it had a yeah. soundtrack quality to it, in my view, anyway. Yeah. 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 No, it was a good Yeah, all oh, great, great albums. Yeah, I think Yeezus was the album, to me it sounds like a rock album in a lot of ways because there's massive beats yeah. on it. And Crazy. It's he's really been misunderstood since then, I think. And I I do it's very hard to follow up an album like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So I think anything that came after it, particularly the Jesus and um The Life of Pablo, I think both of those two albums, you know, they sort of struggle. I don't I think they're great albums by the way, but a lot of fans out there and a lot of critics out there, that yeah. that fantasy album casts such a big shadow. I think he's I reckon this album here, I think you're probably spot on, mate. I reckon he's gonna come out of it, mate, and he's gonna come back in a big way. We'll just yeah. wait and see if the fans react though. Yeah, definitely. Well his last two projects he put out, I wouldn't even really call them albums to be honest. Yay and um the one with Kid Pablo. Cuddy. Oh, is it oh that's not Pablo, is it? No, no, I don't know which one was that one. I might not have kept up to date yeah, with that put one. Out, he put out a duo album with Kid Cuddy, I think it's called like Kids See Ghosts. Oh, okay. And then, yay. They're all like six, they're like six track albums. They're, they're not like, Pablo is cool. It's got a real, like, he went, it seems to me like he went for an unfinished sort of um, sound. Like it sounds almost like it's just thrown together and it's just like, it's, it's like raw, but it's polished. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Where do you think, what, what his career... His career trajectory has been very interesting, isn't it? And I'm just focusing strictly on the music. But do you think, a bit like yourself, there's a bit of bit of rock and roll in uh, Kanye? Do you think he'd make a good rock album if he ever went down that path? Definitely, I reckon. I reckon he would. I reckon if he... Reckon... You go, mate. Sorry. Uh, yeah, well, like, if he... He obviously would have the contacts to make probably one of the dopest rock bands out, so... And then with his production, he would he would make a crazy rock album, I reckon. I'd love it if he did it. I'd love it if he just stepped up and just released a, a no-bullshit rock and roll record with grinding yeah. beats. It would be no so good. No one's really making rock and roll anymore, hey? It's, I, wouldn't, I think as far as the fans are concerned, it's alive and well, but as far as the industry is concerned, mate, it's dead. Yeah, it's, it's not really out there. And I talk to a lot of rock artists and... A lot of them, heavy metal's doing quite well, you know, in the underground, you know, deathcore, yeah, metalcore and stuff. But if you're talking about radio rock stuff, mate, I mean, the bands that were big 35 years ago are still the bands that are big now. It's crazy. There's just yeah. been no new big bands that have come along in the last 30-odd years. I, I can't... No. Yeah. Yeah, outside of Foo Fighters, really, who I don't really like that much. 
outside of Foo Fighters, I can't really think of anybody that's really right up there. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I feel that as well. Well, it's really like the the mainstream is hip hop now. So, mm-hmm. it's, and even like, even yeah, it's weird. There's no there's no real big guitar solos that there used to be. Like a full verse dedicated to a guitar solo and all this crap. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird, and I don't think it's interesting because I don't think the fans' tastes have changed too much. It's just mainstream media and what they're putting out there and making front and center yeah. and and what's on the radio. Well, you know, there's no radio really these days, as we know. It's more. It's you know the big big broadcast diaspora these days from podcasters like myself through to internet radio stations, satellite radio stations. If you're in Asia or in uh, the United States, but yeah, it's I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there either. It's um, I, I guess I guess I have a bit of an issue with the way um, rock fans and metal fans are so backward looking. I make the point all of the time that that urban music and hip hop music fans they support the new and the current. So you mentioned Drake before. Um, so if you, if there was a, a big festival and if it was dedicated I, yeah. to that sort of music, right, he'd be headlining it without a doubt. But, mate, if you've seen the Download Festival that's coming to Sydney and Melbourne, it's like Judas Priest, Slayer, Ozzy Osbourne. It looks like a who's who of 1985. Yeah, it's like if you're into rock music, you're not really supporting new rock music. So it's kind of they're killing themselves off, really. Yeah, and it's a big problem, mate. I can tell you, it's these these new bands. I speak to a lot of bands over from where you're from, and nobody's got any answers. It's almost like we're all just releasing music for ourselves, really. You know, and that's yeah. and, and I was affected by it because I'm a rock guy essentially, and um, even though I'm more of a funk and disco guy at heart, really, that's my music. Yeah. But but rock is the music that I tend to get an audience for me to play, uh, and. I stopped playing originals music about eight years ago or so, just because it was made playing Tuesday or Wednesday night in front of your girlfriend, my now wife, and a few other people. Look at that. Fish. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's just tiring, you know. So, but it is what it is, mate. I suppose it, it it works well. It works really well with the music that you're playing and with someone like yourself because I think you can appeal to so many people. And I've mentioned it already during our conversation, but there's so many people that you're going to appeal to, and I. I, I it's just a case of whatever, you know, the trends that are out there in the market, you can adjust your music and update it slightly to appeal to people. Yeah, that's what I go for. Like, with this new mixtape coming out, you know, I've got a little something for everyone. I fe- this, the mixtape's called Because of Summer. It was originally supposed to be a Summer Jam mixtape, right? So I wanted to just put something out for an Australian summer. Cool. And, like, there's a few, there's a few tracks on there that make that, and then I also have it. Like I've got something for the rap fans. Feeling good, you'd say something for for the rap. It's like rap pop, you know. I've got a few pure ones where I'm just singing. I've got, I've got like yeah. There's a little something for everyone. So mm. that's something. That's something else I really like to pride myself on is that versatility. And I guess, I guess that's that's what's going to make me stand out in the long run. I think it will. I, th- I think it will. Yeah. And. Are you are you releasing physical copies of this one here? Have you got a CD lined up? No, I don't have a CD lined up. Uh... Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think it's more of a lot of rock fans love CDs, but a lot of yeah, contemporary man. music fans aren't really into it. It's more MP3, flak and wave. Yeah. Wave files. I guess it's kind of like a novelty, I guess, like a CD. Like people doing vinyls now, even. So. Yeah, it's got to be mastered the right way, though, otherwise vinyl sounds like shit. I've bought a few. I've yeah. been caught out a few times when you know how 
they remaster a lot of old albums, but from the CD version. Have you seen that or heard that, I should say? Oh, really? Oh, I haven't seen that. It's terrible. Because I'm 40 years of age, right, I get into bands like, not really anymore, like Chili Peppers and stuff. And I bought Mother's Milk thinking it was going to be a full-on remastered thing, mate. It sounded so thin. It was awful. I actually gave it to somebody. I couldn't listen to it anymore because it's not what their music sounds really? like. Eesh. Yeah, you've got to be that, careful. That seems just like a stupid thing to do. Like, as like, who would... Who would think that's a good idea? Oh, some idiot at a record company that, you know, the Chili's, I think, I, I don't know intimately their business deals, but I can't imagine that they would have signed good deals early on given it was the 80s. And um, the record companies are just probably trying to mine money out of product wherever they can, so they don't give a shit about the quality of it. Yeah, I get you. Just speculating, but that's what I think's going on, going on anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so, damn record companies. <laughs> well, mate, they're not a thing anymore, are they? I mean, it's 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 it's. I guess it's the downside to it, but it's also the opportunity, isn't it? That you're not constrained by that. You know, twenty years ago, if you didn't have a record company behind you, you didn't get anywhere. It was as simple as that. You needed a label. You needed a label. Yeah, and um, but these days, at least you can do what you're doing, and you got a good manager there, and and you can use social media to reach out to people. It's just that you're competing with a whole heap of other people at the same time. That's it. That's the only problem. Well, it's not even a problem. It's just that, um, well, I feel like Aussie rap is in this point, this transition phase right now where people are actually starting to give Aussie, like, like it a chance. People are starting to give Aussie rap a chance. Uh, so I feel like there's a lot of people doing it, but at the same time, in this market that I'm in, there's not that many people. Like, I could name the Perth rap scene on my like both my hands yeah um, i only know the two of you actually there's obviously yourself and there's reams and yeah, Reed. smiley is it smiles or smiley i got one of his uh, uh yeah smiley um do you, do you know smiley at all i don't know what his real name is but i got his uh got um a... i think it's about it's like hard rap is it i think so yeah it's kind of got a like a an early m&m vibe to it yeah okay right um, I suppose that'd be the easiest that's way what, to describe what, it. I guess that's what Oz rap was predominantly like in the last like like five years. And I, I remember like I've spoken to a few veterans who's actually been they like been you know grinding around the Perth scene, and they were like, yeah, it's predominantly been this hard sort of rapper that blistered so hilltop hoods. That was that was Aussie rap. It was never mainstream. It was always a niche thing. Hmm. And I feel like now in the now more than ever, and like you'll see it more of the next two years, I think, feel like Aussie rap will slowly transition into um, like how the UK like have made their rap scene mainstream. Like Skeptics are international artists, you know. Mm-hmm. You got like, um, you know, Dizzy Rascal, international. I feel like we're going through that phase now with like Manu Crooks coming out. We got like um, a whole bunch of other Aussie rappers coming out. And it's, and we're not doing that hard stuff. Like, Wait, like Manu Crooks isn't doing hard rap; he's doing uh, mainstream rap, and we're and we're accepting it because yes. how we know, oh, it's five years behind the states or whatever, however it is, whatever, however it goes. So that's just the market I feel like I'm in now. There's a lot of people doing it, but at the same time, there's no one doing it. 
there's nobody no, prominent really yeah. cutting through, is there? I know what you're saying. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, there's a lot of people sort of on the periphery of sort of getting their collective shit together, but there's nobody really sort of like you that's really got it all together. And if the, the impression that I get from you is if there was an opportunity offered to you to go and do either a tour or a collaboration or to go and work with a big-name producer, you'd be ready to step up and take that opportunity. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, but it's not—it's not always like that. You speak to a lot of people. Um, a lot of people are starting out, and I don't think they understand that you've got to almost do an apprenticeship first, haven't you? And you've got to yeah, sort of learn well, the ropes. That's the thing. Like, a lot of people aren't actually like a lot of people aren't musicians. As stupid as that sounds, um, a oh, lot I get of it. Yeah. These, a lot of these rappers I'm meeting, a lot of these singers that I'm meeting, aren't actually musicians. Like, they finished school and they were like, you know what? Like, people said I could freestyle. You know what? I'm going to make a rap, a few rap songs. And they're just, they're not musicians. Like, I was brought up with music. I was playing guitar. I was writing songs at, like, I say it in that song. I've been making hits since I was nine. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Like, I remember getting a guitar for Christmas and I didn't learn covers. I learned, I just played and I made songs. So, going back to the, what you said, was what did you say again? Sorry. Oh, I just I don't I don't feel like people understand, and I've I've experienced yeah. it personally. Like they're they, not prepared. Yeah, they're not prepared, they're not, and they're not they're yeah. not doing the hard yards like what you're doing, and actually performing shows, and 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 ah. and, I, and you know you you got to learn how you got to learn how to recover from making mistakes. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You make a mistake on stage, and it's like oh yeah. shit, what do I do next? Well, you got to figure it out very bloody quickly. Improvise. Improvise. Adapt and overcome. That's what you got to do. And the stage is a very, it's a very honest place, isn't it? Being up on stage. Yeah. Because you're up there for all everybody to see. And if you don't have your shit together, then and you're not entertaining, well, you know, it's not going to go that well for you. Put it that way. And do you find? Here's a good question for you. You're actually getting to the stage now where I can imagine you have a lot of advice that you could give to somebody if they ask. So has anybody, you know, a lot of young girls or guys coming through, do they ask you for advice? Do they say, mate, can you just give me some of the good oil? Tell me what I need to know. I actually do get quite a few messages saying, hey, like, mm. look, man, I've, I've been following. Because, yeah, people people have been obviously following my journey. Like, So I get a lot of messages from people who were spin with me since my first song and now they're still following me. And they go, dude, like, I've been following your journey. Like, I'm a musician myself. Can you please tell me? Like, how do, how do I get started? Like, it's a classic question. Like, what do, you, what do I need to do to get started? Like, what, and then they'll ask, like, what equipment do you have? Or something like that. Yes. And yeah. for me, it's like, I feel like they, they're asking, what, asking how do you get started and then asking what equipment you have are two different questions. How do you get started is all a mental thing for me. And I say to them straight up, you need to find yourself as an artist before you get started. You need to actually ask yourself, what are your intentions when making music? You need to ask yourself, what type of music do I want to make? What, why do I want to make music? Before you even think about getting equipment. Getting equipment is like a different, a different process in itself. So I've got a lot of people asking me advice, like asking me for advice. And I answer every single person because like that's, how, that's, that's the relationship I want to have. Cool. But yeah, yeah I, get, I do get questions. And... Maybe you could set up like a um, like a mentoring program because there's not a lot of people doing what you're doing right, and it's very popular with with the youth brigade. 
So have you, have you guys thought, have yourself and Nick thought about a way that you could, forgive the term, okay, because I know people don't I actually like did term. have one of the team members say, like, a few days, propose that exact idea, you know, teaching, like, youth how to, um, you know, be be comfortable with music and make music and stuff. It was something I thought about, but I don't want to kind of, for me, it's like, when I fo- I want to focus on one step at a time sort of thing. I want to just yeah. establish myself a bit more, you know, get 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 my name a bit more prominent, and then I can go into that aspect of teaching people a bit more. It's like people trying to be a life coach, but they don't have their life oh, together. Oh, God. Yeah, that thing that thing's yeah. terrible, mate. You're, you're getting a really important point there. Because yeah. uh, just firsthand, I can tell you the people that I know in my own life, and they wouldn't be listening to this, so I don't have to worry about offending anybody, but... Um, the people that I know in my own life that go into those life coach venture things, they are definitely not the people you want to be taking advice from about how to fix your life if you've got a problem. Yeah. It's horrendous. Yeah, I I know, but that drills back to your authenticity that you're honest enough with yourself about that. But look, we're just talking about different ideas and the like, and because you do have your your, your shit together and your collective going on there. Tell me about, tell me about, a lot of people listening will come from a rock, they'll they'll be rock and heavy metal fans. So... You have a crew there, and you call it the young team. So, can you tell us about what that means to your music? So, essentially, the young team is was well, it, it. It's my extended team besides my um, like hustling team, besides my 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 management and all that. It's my extended team. It's it's the family. It's the people who are, who are supporting me and you know um, listen to my music and feel that. It's something to include everyone because at the end of the day, I can't make music if I without them. Like I can't because I'm not signing deals. I'm not signing a deal at this point in my career. Mm. I can't make music without these team members. They're a team. They're part of the team. They play a crucial role. So I came up with the name Young Team since you know I'm Young JC, and it's just it's just a way to connect us all. It's a family. It's a movement. It's um yeah. It's it's. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a group of supporters around you that can help get, that can help spread the word and and yeah. um, do, do they interact with people on social media and give you support that way as well? Is that how, also how it works? Yeah, so I've got a hashtag I use, and um, you know, like people can associate themselves with the young team, and like they say, yeah, like I'm a part, like I'm a part of the young team. Uh, they can, it, it's it's essentially me opening the door saying anyone's welcome to be a part of this. This is not like, I'm not selfish with this, with my music. It's, lo- it's crazy as that sounds like a lot of artists aren't very inviting when they're me- like with their music, like they're putting out music, but they're not inviting for people to listen to it. They're not, it's, 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 it's kind of a way of me going, you know what? Like I'm making this for you guys. I'm not making this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah, I so do. Yeah. I whether do. or not, yeah. they're like, whether or not they're actually, out there saying I'm a part of the young team, I'm gonna like, you know, send out emails for young J C. But they definitely feel like they're a part of uh like they're a part of my creative process. Yeah. They're a part of you know what I mean? Yeah, we we're 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 tribal we're a tribal species. We like to be members yeah. of groups. And we, we identify yeah. with success as well. And uh what what I think you're effectively saying is you want to share in the success that you'll inevitably experience. Yeah. Exactly. That's part of it. That's part of it. And mate, I noticed you had some pretty choice T-shirts going on in some of the videos. So if anybody wanted to purchase one of them, how could they do that? 
they're not for purchase just yet. Okay. I don't want to. I'm at this point where it's like I don't want people thinking that's why I'm doing it. Mate, I think they might be. Oh, they're pretty good. They look good. They remind me of the Supreme T-shirts that are out there. And uh, yeah, I mean, you might you might find that that's a, a pretty good way to get people involved that way. But uh, you know, I understand exactly where you're coming from. You don't yeah. want to put the cart before the horse, so to speak. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, and these um the the mixtape uh, the new track that's been released here, uh, feeling good. It's obviously on Apple iTunes, but where else can people tune into it? Um, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on SoundCloud, it's on uh, Google Play, all the all the major di- distribution um, websites. I'm putting it up on, the reason why it's not on YouTube is because I'm getting a video made up for it, not a, um, like a cartoon animation made up for it. Sweet, cool. So it should be up on YouTube in the next week, tops. And then, yeah, it's everywhere, like it, if you Google feeling good, it should come feeling good, young JC, something should pop up. I think it does. Yeah, you're right. I think it does. And look, I, I think anybody listening, check out the video that young JC released for Time to Go. It's outstanding. It's probably one of my favorite videos of the year, actually. Thank you. Yeah. It's a killer video, yeah. that one. The quality and the production on it's just so good. And just the choreography and everything about it's very classy. Thank you. Yeah. It's a good very, one. Shout really out to Sam Harvey. <laughs> Mate, that's it. Did you want to share any anything else with the listeners? Um, yeah, just just pretty much December fifth, uh, that mixtape drops, and then stay tuned for early January because I'm going to be going on an Aussie tour. So, oh well, that's all the awesome. Can stay tuned for that. That's awesome. Well, we'll have to have another chat in the lead up to that then. Yeah, definitely. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that conversation featured Western Australian artist Young JC. Thank you so much for listening.